welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by Mark Osterman. We have a great show for you. Sorry, the podcast version has been on hiatus for a few weeks due to a demanding schedule, but we are back with regular releases of the podcast. We never stop doing the show on YouTube, and you can watch this show along with all the visuals at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. That's our preferred way to get it, but we will continue releasing it here in audio form for you. We combine our two shows on YouTube each week into one podcast here, and this week's show was great. There was a crazy $1.2 million heist at Circa. Other casinos may have fallen victim. We'll talk about that. Plus, Green Valley Ranch announced a big transformation for the property. A new Bellagio documentary talking about the fountains has come out. A spaceport has been announced for outside Las Vegas. Another new train proposal has come in. And Rio, we finally found out more details about the Rio renovation, including an old name coming back to help bring the property new life. All of that coming up and more. As a reminder, you can find all of our Vegas content, that's posts, podcasts, and videos at mtmvegas.com. Thanks so much for listening. Let's hit it. So Mark, Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg apparently want to get into the octagon for a UFC fight in Las Vegas for charity. Dana White, the president of UFC, says this would be the biggest pay-per-view event ever. Would you pay $100 to see them go at it in the ring? I guess when you have more money than God, this is what you do. Like you you decide you want to fight each other because you have nothing better to do. I don't know. It's weird. I think it'd be a spectacle for sure. I don't know if a a ton of people would want to watch it because it's two just like, you know, nerdy science guys fighting. But I think they both have like martial arts backgrounds and expertise and stuff. So maybe it'd be really cool. I think just the spectacle of it, people would pay. I wouldn't pay a hundred bucks, but I'd go to like a bar or something that was hosting it. Yeah, at least it would be for charity. So the money would go to somewhere good. And, you know, for all those people who hate one or the other, which is many people out there, you know, they get to see the other one get beat up. Well, did you see that video of uh, Zuckerberg and like some uh, fight that he got like taken out or something? Everybody was like jumping on like, look at this guy doesn't know what he's doing. I'm like, I don't know if the other guy's really good or not. Like, you you don't know unless you're in that world. So I think it'd be interesting to see. I don't know. Who do you think? Who do you think would win? Uh, I'll go with Elon. I, I got to go Zuckerberg. So uh, we'll, we'll see. We put it out here on the line. <laughs> We'll see who wins. We'll make a friendly wager. (laughs) (laughs) Bellagio released the first part of their documentary about their fountains on Twitter. And I guess there's going to be multiple parts. And the first part was kind of cool. It's short, about a minute and a half long. And I see this as like their plead to the government to say, please don't make us get rid of our fountains. They talk about all their sustainability efforts with water and how, you know, the fountains are fed by an underground spring. So it's a little different than some of the other water features we've talked about getting removed. But this seems like their plea to be like, leave our fountains alone. Yeah, I never really realized I never looked into it, but that that comes from their own wells. And you know, it's self sustaining, they're not taking it from anything. So that's kind of cool. But also that water could be repurposed for something else. So you still have that conversation for sure. But I definitely don't want to see green grass there unless like what if they brought a drone show instead of fountains how cool would that be a drone show with the i mean these are the most famous fountains in the world or at least that's what they say in the documentary but i i agree with that they're they're very famous they're infamous yeah can you imagine just like a whole giant lawn of fake grass uh replacing it no 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 (laughs) that wouldn't be be very good but i'm all for I'm all for drone shows added to to that. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, that would be something unique. And, you know, when I when I saw this in the show notes and said documentary, I was like, oh, cool. You know, sit back and watch this a bit. And then it's like a minute and a half. You're like, OK, so is this like a 30 minute documentary? They're breaking up into like 20 episodes or <laughs> I don't know, but uh, we'll, we'll stay tuned and uh, I'll, we'll put a link to the first part and you get to see more. It's kind of cool. You see some of the tech behind it as well. The company that designed it. 
And, you know, these fountains are all over the world now. Obviously, Wind Palace in Macau has them. There's amusement parks that have them. But this was the first real installation of that size. So it really is special in that way and still is like so iconic from movies like Ocean's Eleven. And I think it's just iconic part of any person's visit to the Strip. I think everybody... That's one of the things that, like, you do on your first trip to Las Vegas. You have to go see those fountains. Yeah, I love just walking by at night when they're going. and You get, like, a little bit of a wind breeze from them, so it cools you off. Maybe a little bit of a water hits you as well, like a mist. So it's kind of, you know, it's always something worth doing. Even if I don't stop and watch, it's still cool, like, when you're doing something else to peek over and, and see it happening. Or if you have a room with a view, that's always cool. So, you know, I don't make a point to go watch them every trip, but I definitely see them every trip. So it's always something that's very Vegas for sure. Yeah, and so many hotels have views of them. Uh, one of these days I'm going to do a video of all the different views from the hotels. I have footage I've been meaning to do it, so hopefully I'll get to that soon where you can see the views from Your all Cromwell the different one, the best. I do have the Cromwell one. Yes. Uh <laughs> I, I, it's a, it's very unique cuz it's very much corner. lower. Yeah, it's it's lower though. Yeah, you got to like yeah. stand in the back of your room. So you're not really in your room seeing it, but you're like in the corner by the bathroom. Uh, but it is a cool view. So yeah, hopefully I'll get that soon. Uh, this week, Station Casinos announced a transformation. They call it an elevated transformation for Green Valley Ranch. And this seems very similar to what they did with Red Rock. We covered on the show previously, their buffet closed. It was sitting closed forever. And then they started construction, although they didn't really announce what they were doing. Although now the first part of their transformation has opened. It's a new bar called Polaris, which opened, uh, I think, uh, Friday. So just a couple days ago. And uh, they're also going to add a couple restaurants from Blue Ribbon, a new sushi restaurant, a new Mediterranean restaurant, new high limit table area with single zero roulette and uh, high limit slots area. And then they're going to be redoing the pool as well. Their lush backyard pool deck. They say they're going to give that a refresh. So I don't know if this is like a full property transformation, but it's a plusing kind of like what we saw at Red Rock. And uh, that's what's coming to the old buffet area at uh, Green Valley Ranch. Yeah, I wonder, you know, there's not a lot of zero single roulette wheels in Vegas. So I wonder what the table men would be. You know, it's not on strip. So the the high limit might not be as high as you would see on, on strip. So maybe, you know, hoping for during the day, $25, probably a, a stretch, maybe more like $50. But if you play roulette, that, you know, that edge that you get off of that single zero is probably worth going out of your way to get there. So that's kind of cool. I mean, it looks modern. It looks fresh. It looks kind of like everything else to me, but it definitely looks like a step up from, from what you normally see. Yeah, there's no accident that that single zero roulette is in the high limits room, right? They're going to have a higher limit. They're not going to put that out on the $5 tables if they even have, they don't probably don't have $5 tables uh, anymore. But, uh, you know, the sushi place, the Blue Ribbon Sushi, that's been at Red Rock for quite a few years now, very popular. So you're seeing them sort of mirror the Red Rock and Green Valley Resorts, they've always sort of been, you know, mirrored. They're very different in some ways, but uh, you're seeing them kind of dig into that high-end resort feel with these. And that's good as, you know, Durango opens, and that's going to be competition among the station casinos uh, with the high-end stuff. So, yeah, it's good to see Green Valley Ranch, my uh, local casino, just uh, not far from my house, get some love. And it's always been a place I love that's about 20 years old now, and it still holds up really well. The hotel is great. That area and where the pool is is great as it is, and now all the cabanas and everything will be refreshed. It's a really nice place. Like, if you're ever, if you from Las Vegas, you want to do a staycation, it's one of the places I would recommend. And if you're looking to get off the Strip to have kind of a resorty type feel, with a nice casino, with some good restaurants and a really nice pool area, it makes a good stay there as well. A good alternative to somewhere like Lake Las Vegas. What would you say, this one or M? Would you put above one or the other? They're very similar. I haven't stayed at the M. I've stayed at Green Valley a couple of times. 
I like Green Valley Ranch. It's attached to the district, which is like an outdoor shopping mall. So in addition to what the restaurants you have in the casino, you have a bunch of shopping and everything else. The uh, sports arena where the Silver Knights play is just, you know, a five minute walk away. So there's a lot more around there, I would What's say. Called, What's that? <laughs> the What's Dollar that? Loan Center. <laughs> Thanks for making me say that. <laughs> I avoided it. Uh, <laughs> that was a subconscious thing. I didn't even mean to avoid it. And somehow I managed not to say the name. <laughs> But yeah, there's a lot more in that area. So I think if you really want to do a staycation, it's good. Of course, M Resort is nice. The rooms there look really nice, but it's just a little bit more isolated with a a less around there, at least less within walking distance. I mean, you go right out of Green Valley Ranch. And like I said, you have the whole district right at its doorstep, movie theater, all of that there as well. So uh, check it out, but just wait a couple months till they get all this uh, stuff finished. I'll make sure I get over there and uh, update you guys on construction. So Vital Vegas wrote about this and Rumbar at Mirage, they had announced like this transformation of it into a Bruno Mars venue. And then I guess they sold it to Hard Rock and uh, that all went away, but they built this stair staircase uh, down like a private entrance for Bruno Mars before they changed, you know, direction and everything else. I love Easter eggs like this in Las Vegas. I'll have to like maybe dig up some other Easter eggs. Like I love uh, over on Koval. If you walk on the backside of MGM, there's some walls that have like this bronze lion in the middle of the brick wall. Those are the original walls from the MGM Grand Adventures theme park. There's just a few of them. They're behind the convention center. So stuff like that in Las Vegas, I really love. And so, yeah, next time you're in the VIP area at Rumbar, just look at that staircase and know that Bruno Mars was supposed to, you know, have a secret entrance there. Kind of a cool little uh, quirk. Yeah, it is cool. I don't know where the $250,000 went. It seemed pretty, like a pretty basic. I was expecting like a spiral staircase or something really cool. And it's just like, here's a concrete staircase, you know, up a, up an alley or whatever. So I don't know where that number came from. It seems a bit high, but it is cool to see that, like he had a way to get in out quickly, which makes a lot of sense. And, you know, they're still opening it at what Bellagio is that where they're going to be doing it now. Uh, so I'm sure it'll be really cool. I love uh, the name. What Pinky Pinky out or something like Pinky's out. Yeah, it's going into the Bellagio now. So they kept their partnership with Bruno Mars. Obviously didn't keep Mirage, but Rumbar is such a cool place. And uh, I haven't had the opportunity to hang out there too much, but I love the vibe there. Kind of like a tiki-ish place. And, you know, they did made it an ultra lounge, so they did renovate it uh, not too long ago. But uh, it it is a cool place, cool location near the Strip. I wonder how that's all going to change, obviously, with the transformation to Hard Rock, because it seems like that whole area is going to get redeveloped. So whatever is there, probably not going to stick around. But uh, hopefully they get some cool venue uh, strip side when they do this whole renovation in 2035 or whenever they actually start uh, construction on it. Does that? It's always kind of crazy when you're like, you know, you you redevelop something, you put all this money into it, and then you sell, and it's like it's going to get torn down. Like it was just kind of money thrown away. I'm sure they weren't thinking like, hey, we're going to sell right away, and, and it just kind of happened or or whatever. You know, it wasn't in the plans maybe when they launched this thing. But think of all the money they poured into it, and you're never going to recoup that. And, and you know, they probably it was probably banked into the cr- the price of the purchase. And now Hard Rock is kind of like eating that because they're going to they, redevelop it or whatever uh, down the line. But it's always kind of funny to think about that. Yeah, so much money spent in Las Vegas on redeveloping venues. If you think about places like, you know, MGM Grand, because I've had such a history there, I used to work there. And just how many of some some of those spots where there's restaurants are, how many times those restaurants have turned over, been redeveloped, been redecorated. I mean, 
so much money goes into the investment in the infrastructure, you know, I'm making these spaces nicer and keeping them modern and, and all of that. And, and you know, you got to have money to invest. Uh, but, uh, you know, like we said, maybe not so much on the outside of the buildings, but they keep dumping money into the inside of the buildings. So that's uh, that's good, I suppose. We're finally one step closer to consumption lounges coming to Las Vegas. We talked about the first cannabis friendly hotel in Las Vegas. And now we have uh, two lounges in Clark County approved, Planet 13 and Thrive Cannabis. And these are not approved like with zoning and everything. So they still have to do all of that, but they're approved by the state to start operating. So they're looking at different kind of ideas from like a nightclub to more chill lounges. Neither one of them seem to commit to exactly what they're going to build. Although we suspect based on their hints in the article, they'll be open by the end of this year, thinking October, November timeframe. So not quite there yet, but this is the next step in the approval. So all of you guys looking to uh, consume in a lounge, it's coming very soon. But yeah, I'm kind of surprised these haven't already like rolled out. You know, you think that this would, when they legalized it, that this would have been like a forefront type of thing, opening it up in certain areas. And, you know, we talked about the hotel that's opening up and and the, how they didn't really have anything that you could do in public. You have to do it in your room, which kind of defeats the purpose. Like you think you'd want to go stay at this hotel hang out in the bar or lounge or whatever. So I'm surprised it's taken this long to get a couple open, but it's good to see it, you know, because that's going to be a big part of the tourism, I think, going forward. Yep. The Amsterdam coffee bar experience coming soon or coffee shop experience coming soon to Las Vegas. So it'll be interesting to see how that all happens. No booze there. So we don't get people too crazy, but this is coming and it's going to be just two to start one up in the north as well. But you'll have uh, quite a few of them, I'm sure, within about two years. You'll see them just about uh, everywhere. So they're not going anywhere. Fun so, fact, it's not even legal in Amsterdam. That's what's funny. Now on to pizza, Mark. Uh, a happier subject for you. <laughs> Did you see that $100 pizza at Napoli Pizzeria? Uh, the LV Foodie shared this video. And basically, what is it? Like a 37-inch pizza or something insane. And you could put four different pizza, t- you know, specialty pizzas within this pizza. I mean, I guess it's just a super large pizza, right? I mean, it's I'm 100 bucks. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I thought you would know. You're the expert. <laughs> It looked like they cut it into four huge, like, slice things. I'm like, I mean, maybe if you got, you know, 10 people, five, 10 people to eat this thing, it would be worth it. But, like, they need to, like, cut it into squares almost to be able to pick it up and, and eat it and share it. And I don't know what they say. It takes, like, 14 minutes or something crazy, like, not very long to cook this thing. I feel like it probably needs to sit in there and uh, bake a little bit more. But funny enough, I shared it on Twitter to uh, Freddie the Pizza Man, who's in the Detroit area and was on, like, the One Bite and, and Best Pizza in Michigan and all that stuff. A really great guy. And I'm like, when are we going to see this in your pizza place? He's like, uh, how about never? <laughs> Yeah, a little bit gimmicky, but I guess it's the perfect party pizza, right? Uh, you just need an extra wide front door to be able to get it through, or else you're gonna you're not to bring it through the back because, uh, or else you'd have to tip it and then you get, imagine get trying to get in your Uber. <laughs> <laughs> like you're like, hey, sir, can you open the trunk? We got to put this pizza in there. Yeah, so uh, check it out. Credit to LV Foodie for uh, for sharing that. And then finally, let's end with this: the Las Vegas spaceport. That sounds kind of cool, right? There's actually 12 approved spaceports around the United States, I found from this article. But the SEC approved this company to be able to sell stock in building a spaceport, quote unquote, the Las Vegas spaceport, but it's in Pahrump. So uh, don't get too excited about that. But they say it's going to be for space (laughs) tourism. Uh, It's going to be for education. They're going to have STEM things. Yeah. And of course, uh, the other tourist aspects of Pahrump may play in here. You know, you can have some fun in Pahrump and then go to space. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I love that they're like, in 10 years, you could go to Mars and stay at the hotel. Like, this is, I'm like, what? Like, (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, this is like the Simpsons monorail episode, right? Where he's selling stock in this uh, spaceport. <laughs> yeah, I could see like, you know, the flights that go up. So you get like zero gravity or something. I could see that maybe that being what they launch from here. And, you know, and all that news that's been in the Titanic sub and stuff. I'm going to let people test this out for a good long while before I get my butt in that seat. Uh, so what, you know, I, early adopter, not for this type of stuff. Uh, so let's wait a minute, but I mean, it'd be cool. I, I don't know if it will happen. It feels kind of all in that arena ish, but we shall see, especially in Pahrump. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's cool though. Space tourism is a thing of the future, right? It's not for the everyday person. It's going to be expensive for the foreseeable future, but the prices will keep coming down. And it seems like there is this rush to build spaceports or to get the zoning and the approval for spaceports all over uh, the country because, you know, they think this is the next thing. I just think the word spaceport is kind of cool. So Las Vegas spaceport has a cool, uh, you know, ring to it. But it's in Pahrump and uh, they're just selling stocks. So I guess if you want to invest in it, they're going to be selling that pretty soon. Coming to an MTM Vegas of, uh, of, <laughs> of abandoned properties in the near future. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> when you do a walkthrough video. <laughs> So, Mark, a lucky traveler, won $1.3 million on the Wheel of Fortune slot machines at the airport. These look like really old Wheel of Fortune machines. I wonder if this is one of those cases where the progressive has to hit before they are able to pull them out. But $1.3 million, that's better than the million-dollar uh, win that we talked about last week where the guy was betting $500 a hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the weird thing is I've heard from people that they think the machines at the airport are better than you'll get in the casino and stuff. And I think we've talked about this before, but... I have a lot of questions like, did they win this as they landed or are they flying out? And which would you prefer? Would you rather be like, hey, I got a ton of money. Let's go have some fun in Vegas. Or would you rather be like, good thing I'm leaving so I don't blow all this, you know? Yeah, that'd be pretty dangerous. Get 1.3 in your pocket just to have your whole weekend in Vegas ahead of you. Can you imagine like all the trouble you could get into knowing that? Yeah, better, better to have it on the way out so you can go home and be responsible. I'd probably like just book a flight and turn right back around and say, I'm getting, I'm getting, hey, I won. I'm, I'll see you guys later. Have a good time. <laughs> Speaking of the airport, I just got back to Las Vegas after being gone for seven weeks, and I was walking around baggage claim, and who do I see but none other than Chris Angel welcoming me back. That wasn't the real him? I thought like he, his show was doing so poorly that he was now Tom Hanks living in the terminal. News <laughs> <laughs> on the Las Vegas Strip this week. The Venetian and the Palazzo, now owned by Apollo, have decided that they're going to start negotiating with the unions, or they're not going to try to block the unions. Now, Venetian Palazzo were owned by Las Vegas Sands. Sheldon Adelson was very sort of, I don't want to call him anti-union, but he didn't get along with the unions too well. And he managed to keep them off these properties. These are the last two on the strip that are not unionized. So they are now going to vote for union organization. Most likely will become union shops for the culinary union, bartenders union, teamsters, operating engineers local. So four different unions coming in. I think this is uh, just an inevitable sign of progress. And not a surprise, Apollo has worked with the unions at other properties before. I'm all for the unions coming in just so we can get the mobsters back to save Vegas. Can we do that? There you go. Uh, I don't know, but, uh, you know, at least we'll have high paid bartenders and cocktail servers. It's been an interesting thing over the years with these battles with the unions and the casino companies. Of course, with that Trop Stadium deal, a lot of the sort of rumors around that were that the culinary union helped to get that blocked because... That land was owned by Station Casinos or Red Rock Resorts, who has been anti-union and tried to prevent the union from organizing in their casinos. 
So uh, a lot of power here. Yeah, I wish they, you know, I know the union doesn't really control hiring and all that stuff, but the, the fact that they don't have enough people in the union or at least people that want to work these jobs and, and they're still shorthanded in so many hotels and casinos and stuff is kind of blows my mind. So I wish they'd focus something on that, like put the energy into that somehow, recruiting people into the area, even though that's not like their main thing, unless it's just the company saying they're shorthanded, but are keeping it that way, you know, to save money, which wouldn't surprise me at all. All right. So let's talk trains for a second and not the bright line high-speed rail from Los Angeles or your favorite city, Rancho Cucamonga, to Las Vegas. Uh, that yes. is uh, hopefully still moving along. Uh, they're still working for funding to get that started by the end of this year, so we'll keep an eye on that. But the Utah Department of Transportation put in for a grant, I think they got $500,000, which isn't a lot of money when you're talking about trains, to look into bringing rail service back between Salt Lake City and Las Vegas. This was actually offered through 1997. And uh, in the press release, they note that it takes about six hours to drive between Salt Lake City and Las Vegas. And the train will take seven and a half to nine hours. So what the heck are they doing? I mean, do we really need another slow Amtrak route coming back? (laughs) And and it's not like they have a ton of stops. I think they had like, they listed like maybe two or three stops that they would add. So where are you losing the time here? And, you know, you've had your run-ins with Amtrak. That's a best case scenario. If a freight train or something along those lines, it's a complete mess. So unless you're getting a dedicated route with a high-speed train, I don't see really the point of it. Yeah, it's a, a strange one but yeah there would be stops in mesquite st george and cedar city in between salt lake city and las vegas but again it's going to take you seven and a half to nine hours it's a beautiful drive through utah and you know they have higher speed limits like 80 to 85 in certain areas so uh with that i would either fly because it's like a 45 minute flight or uh or drive i I don't know that i would take the train on this one yeah if they could get it down to you know three and a half four hours something like that then i could see it being plausible because by the time you go to the airport, go through security, all that stuff, you, even a 45-minute flight is is like three hours. So you could just hop on the train and go. And it's nice. You know, I enjoy riding on trains if you got to get work done or something. I could see why somebody would prefer it over driving. But still, I, you know, until they get that time done, I don't really see it as a viable option long term. Yeah. Now, I guess the, the good side of this is it could be done quicker because this is just using existing rail lines and stuff. So we'll keep an eye on that. But still holding out for Brightline in that high-speed rail to Rancho Cucamonga. Yes. Uh, you keep saying it. Let's just the rest of the show. <laughs> so uh, 4th of July is coming up and there's events all over the city. I found a cool resource, VegasFamilyEvents.com, that lists all the fireworks shows. They even list like where a good place to stand is. Like, for example, the strip fireworks being on the bridge between Horseshoe and Bellagio. A lot of good stuff for parks and stuff. So I'll put that down in the description. But Circa released information about their Star Spangled Glamour event. This is going to be at Legacy Club, 7 to 10 p.m. on July 4th. $125 a person, but it does come with food and open bar. So, and it seems like it'll be a full menu of cocktails there. And of course, those views from Legacy Club, perfect to see the fireworks next door at Plaza. So uh, yeah, this looks like a cool event, but there are fireworks all over the city, Red Rock and Green Valley Ranch Resorts on the Strip, all around in like local parks as well. So tons to do in town. Yeah, I think the circuit deal, if you can get tickets to that is a, is a great offer. You know, food is probably going to cost you 30, 40 bucks, wherever you eat anyway. And then drinks, especially in the Legacy Club are, you know, a beer is like 10, 12 bucks. So a, a mixed drink, a specialty cocktail, you're looking at 20 
$20-$25. So it wouldn't take much to get that money back if you're if you're having a couple of drinks. And the view there is spectacular. You're going to have like a bird's eye view of everything uh, in the area. And I'll say, you know, that's a great resource that you mentioned. Also uh, consider rooftop uh, parking structures. Those are always good views for this type of stuff. So, you know, that's a good one for Bellagio fountains too, but it works just for fireworks as well. For sure. So uh, hopefully everybody has a great time out there. And if you do go to the Circa event, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. So uh, Vegas Confession shared an interesting $20 steak special. Now, you know, this has been the thing that's really sad over the last few years is we've lost a lot of the good like value deals. Uh, Old Vegas used to have graveyard specials everywhere, usually good deals. I know South Point still has some. There's still some here and there, but it's not like what it used to be. That steak and eggs downtown at Binion's overnight used to be amazing. But this local bar, Jackson's Bar and Grill. Now, I think this place used to be called Wooly Bullies way back in the day, like 20 years ago. I've been to this place quite a lot. I like that name better. Yeah, it got bought out, and then the (laughs) owner named it after his nephew or something. But it's been around a long time. But uh, I didn't know they had this $20 ribeye special. It's 24-7. It includes a drink. It looks pretty good for the price. I mean, I don't know what the quality of the meat is, but Julian at Vegas Convention said it was pretty good. So if you're looking for it, it's on Flamingo, just a couple miles west of the Strip. Yeah, it's a good one to keep in mind. You know, Ellis Island's one that gets a lot of fanfare and and talk. So this is something I hadn't heard about before either. And it looks like a massive steak. And like you said, you don't know what kind of beef they're using, what cut, you know, if it's a good cut or or not. But it looked fine. And for 20 bucks, can you really complain, especially when you're getting a drink too? Like it'll soak up the booze. That's that's what you need. And you longtime Las Vegas locals. Was that Wooly Bullies? What was the name before it was Jackson's? It had to be 15, 20 years ago. Let's see. If we can get somebody out there who remembers that Flamingo and Jones, but yeah, give it a try. I might go over there one of these days and, and try it out uh, if I'm in the area. So Mark Meltzer wrote a couple weeks ago on karaoke on the strip. I think this is an interesting topic because back in the day, a lot of the casinos on the strip had karaoke, especially like the nineties and the two thousands. I used to go do karaoke when I was in my early twenties at the Strat, which, you know, I wasn't the greatest singer and it was more about having fun and the characters that you would get and as you got closer to like midnight 1 a.m it got pretty funky in there so you know it's a good atmosphere <laughs> for uh, for karaoke uh but there's uh some we interesting... about the smell or just the singing it's getting <laughs> the, funky. the singing the people the smell <laughs> the, the everything uh this is this is mid 2000s stratosphere so yeah good 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 times for sure but there's other places. There's the piano bar at Harrah's. I saw that actually a few weeks ago when I was there. Uh, they have earlier in the night, they have karaoke. The barbershop at Cosmo has a karaoke band where you request songs. I don't know. Does that count as karaoke, Mark, where they're a band and you request the song and then they sing it? I think that's cheating. Oh, I, you know, when I was first reading through this, I figured like you get to sing with the band. I was like, that's the best karaoke ever because... You know, you're up there like a, a real performance, but yeah, that's yeah, that's lame. I don't know, and I've never noticed. You know, at Harrah's, I've gone by the piano bar a bajillion times, and I've it's always been dueling pianos. I've never actually seen the karaoke, so I was kind of surprised by that one. I don't know. Maybe it is you go up and sing with the band. Maybe I misread that. People can let us know. There's also private karaoke at On the Record in Park MGM. We talked about their speakeasy. They have a lot of cool stuff there, but you can actually rent karaoke booths like you could do in uh, many areas, and then. 
The other kind of interesting ones, Ellis Island is known, of course, for karaoke for a long time. And Cat's Meow at Neonopolis. I went there a couple years ago. A really, really cool venue. And it's just for karaoke. But it's just like this, I don't know, very strange place. Seems like a cool place to go watch people sing. So karaoke lives on in Las Vegas. That's like 20, 24 hours a day, too, Cat, Cat's Meow, right? And then I think that they have a camera so you can watch it at like any point. Uh, online and you know they have a big one what in new orleans as well so that's kind of funny if you if you're bored at like three in the morning just pull that up and and check it out (laughs) it's a really neat venue and the favorite place i've gone to karaoke anywhere in las vegas so uh, check that out at neonopolis and i'll put a link in the description mark Meltzer has a great list of everything you can do if you're looking for karaoke on your next trip so did you see that dreamscape is back in the news with rio We've been asking when they're going to start this transformation. They closed off the buffet. You know, we know that's going to be a food hall. But they finally announced this week that they've they've partnered with four luxury, you know, design firms for the transformation. That they're going to take control of Rio fully by the end of this year. That they're going to renovate completely the 2,500 guest rooms, 150,000 square foot casino, and they're going to have the 220,000 square foot of meeting and convention space. I'm not quite sure if they're changing any of that, but I think it's just all going to be refreshed. They're also going to redo the pool area. Area, and they hired a fancy architect for landscaping and everything else. They're redoing the front entrance. So it does look like we're going to get a pretty big redo of the property, but there was no mention of Hyatt at all. So I wonder if that deal is still on the table. Yeah, it's kind of weird. And there, you know, there's not a lot of, it seems like their announcement from a couple years ago, like they're just like, hey, this is what we're going to do. Uh, you know, no specific specifics or anything like that. But I wonder, you know, now that we've heard about the A's and the rumors out there and all that, were they holding off all of this, hoping that they're getting the stadium and working out a deal there? And maybe that's what they were sitting on their hands for a bit for because they didn't want to get started on stuff and then have to redo some of it or or reconstruct areas because of the ballpark so i wonder if that played a role but yeah i I'm, we need to get this thing going it, it definitely is a property that needs some some love and attention and it'll be cool and if they can make it a cool pool area that's another thing we've seen in vegas is a lot of pool areas over time have become less and less like amazing and more standard so if they could do that i think that would be a big draw and one of the firms in fact the firm leading it up is marnell companies and that had been rumored that they were involved but they are the company that originally built and owned rio so everything comes full circle and i think they're looking for a festive theme lots of colors but very modern so with the limited information we have you know, we don't really know, but these are pretty high-end firms. So that's what you should expect, that luxury experience. That is what they announced previously. But again, we don't know if the Hyatt thing is still on the table because there was no mention of Hyatt at all in any of this. But assuming that they still have that contract going, uh, we should start seeing some construction by the end of this year. And, uh, you know, Caesars has got long gone. They're $9 rooms. I'm sure maybe rooms will go up to 20 bucks now. <laughs> yeah. Uh Maybe we'll get some pillows. Let's get some, bring some pillows in. That's number one. Go to Walmart, buy some pillows. First order of business when they take over, buy the pillows. <laughs> All right. And the, our big story this week is casino heists in real life. Apparently, this group of people have been going and stealing money from casinos by convincing employees that they need to go get the money. We talked about that story in Colorado last year where this happened. And apparently it happened at Circa uh, just uh, a week or so ago. And they stole $1.2 million, convincing an employee somehow that they needed, uh, for fire equipment, they needed this money, and they brought it down, the person took it. Somehow, and they haven't released this, they tracked them, and they were able to make an arrest in this case, 
But what's been breaking, and Vital Vegas has covered some of this, some of it's confirmed, some of it's not, but that uh, perhaps five other casinos were robbed just in the last few weeks by this group of people. So we still don't know a lot about it, but apparently several casinos. Derek Stevens came out, said he can't comment on it, but it's pretty much confirmed that it happened at Circa for over a million dollars. Insane. Yeah, I mean, and they got 850k of it back, so at least they got most of it back. And, you know, I don't know if the story helps, like, the, the lady that got conned out of the money like usually they'll get some outpouring of you know public attention and say you know you can't fire her we're normally if you walk off property with a million bucks even if you think it's a thing if you're scammed you're probably going to get fired so maybe she'll get to keep her job you know it's kind of crazy it's like those phone scams we hear about where people say they're the irs semi-target gift cards and you're like how could anybody fall for this but your brain works differently when you're in that uh, situation I know you've talked about on the show, your dad's situation ha- having to happen, or at least I think you have, uh, almost getting scammed for something s- uh, similar. So they know how to work it and they'll try enough people until they get there. But when you rip off five casinos, why aren't you getting out of country, you know, going to somewhere that they can't extradite you in and, and living off your millions? Like, wh- how greedy are you? And just to show you how serious they really are about this, Las Vegas locally leaked a memo from MGM Resorts to all their employees talking to them about safeguarding from this scam. So I have to imagine these companies are going back, redoing all of their, you know, their rules and how they handle this stuff and how they handle requests like this. Uh, you would think with that amount of money, you would have to have, you know, double or triple redundancy, people signing off on stuff, but apparently not before now. And clearly these guys are professionals. They figured out the system. They're targeting specific employees and, you know, they know how it all works. But it's crazy to think that they could pull this off over and over and over again. And the Circa case was just the first arrest so we don't know, you know, if it's going to happen again. Apparently, according to Vital Vegas, there's been several other attempts that were unsuccessful even since they made the Circa uh, robbery. Yeah, and what really blows my mind is that at Circa it happened in three different chunks. Like, it wasn't like a one-time thing. So the fact that somebody walks out with a bag of cash three separate times on three separate occasions, and it doesn't, you know, the... The numbers don't jump out to the accountant and nobody sees it on video like, okay, so should you just go work for a casino for a couple of years and then walk out with two million bucks and then get the heck out of town? Like, that's insane. You think that there's all these steps and rules and, you know, all these double checks, triple checks. And it seems like somebody can just, if you're high enough up, you can just walk out with money and it blows my mind. Yeah, I think we'll see a lot of changes to the whole thing now. <laughs> when it happened in Colorado, they're like, oh, that can't happen here. And then five casinos, apparently, we'll see if we'll ever get the name of them and again that's not confirmed but we do know circa is confirmed that was already put out in place we know mgm is trying to safeguard against it so yeah it's just another insane story and i wonder if this is like a ring of people or just a small group or you know if the guy who got arrested was just like a low-level person and we still have this crime ring i'm sure there's a lot that they are holding close to their chest but it'll be interesting to see as this develops and uh, like you said uh, they were able to apparently just track the guy's car so that makes me think that he wasn't the most sophisticated person. I, I don't know. That's a little suspicious. So we'll see if there's like a bigger thing to discover yeah. here as they do the investigation. <laughs> and I feel like I read that his bail was 25 grand. So, you know, if you're stealing millions of dollars, I don't think your bail is going to be 25 grand if you're higher up in this this arc of criminals, uh, you know. So I, who knows what actually is going on? And, you know, Vegas news, they always kind of hide this stuff from us, which is sad to say. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the MTM Vegas podcast. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash miles to memories and mtmvegas.com for all of our Vegas content. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you next time. Thank you.